You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. back everybody to the geek card check i am really excited because today starts season four a brand new season for us here on the geek card check we took a month off we got refreshed and we're ready to rock and roll we got a big episode to talk about tonight yeah we and do i cannot wait to dive in but before we do let's introduce ourselves my name is chris i'm tyler and i'm kate Oh, and we are back at season four. Yes. We've it's it was what was the date of our last one? It was it was before Christmas. Um, so it's yeah. been. It was last year. Over, it was last it's, year, it's, 2019. You know what? It's 2020. We are back with a with a, a packed schedule. I think for yeah. for what we're going to talk about. Um, but we thought there was no better way to kick off season four than talking about the show that I think. Uh, more than Discovery, and like Discovery was awesome. We anticipated, you know, a, a relaunch of the Star Trek universe. But at, when when we began, when you know, when we started as a little baby podcast, in a, the a dawn few of time, ago, <laughs> we never imagined that no. Jean Luc Picard would be coming back uh, in no. in his own TV show, let alone uh, you know anything else. It, I am so wish fulfillment. Oh, it is. Mm. It's exactly wish fulfillment. So. That's our kickoff for season four. We are uh, we're going to talk about the premiere episode of Star Trek Picard. Oh, Captain, um, my Captain! Oh man, the, the, the number of times I thought things like that during during this episode. Um, <laughs> well, before we uh, start talking about that, uh, we just want to kind of let you know where where season four is headed. Um, we are not the Next Trek podcast anymore. Uh, we we covered Star Trek Discovery week to week. We covered we've covered almost all of the short treks except for I think uh, the last two Children of Mars. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to talk Children of Mars, uh, or I wanted us to talk about Children of Mars if you guys have seen it. We'll mention some of that today because um, it ties in with Picard. Um, yeah. But because we've transitioned to the Geek Card Check podcast, uh, and, and though this is firmly you know in geek territory, we're covering a bunch of different things. So we'll ch- uh, we're not going to do a week-to-week discussion of Picard, but we will check back in with it um, from time to time. And probably I can predict we'll talk about the finale when it comes out uh, in a few months. Um, but we have guys. We have uh, the Expanse season three to talk about. We have four. four. Oh, I'm sorry, season four to talk about. We have Lost in Space season two. We have a glowing review of Avenue Five uh, that I think <laughs> needs to be done. Uh, in glowing uh, pile of <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, that needs to be done, and many more things. So uh, we're we're gonna push forward with with the Geek Card Check, but we could not let an episode go by without talking about Star Trek Picard. So, uh, but and and as well, follow us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter at the next. Ooh, not at the next Trek podcast. We are on Twitter Woo! at the Geek Card Check podcast, uh, and on Facebook at the Geek Card Check podcast as well. And then you can follow each and us individually. I'm at Tyler Howitt. Uh, Kate, what's your Twitter handle? A Library Geek. And Chris, what's yours? Chris Farrell. There we go. Two of us have incredibly original uh, Twitter handles. Hey, listen, I was on like within like six months of Twitter starting and I uh, was able to get my name, which is great. Go. And and a curse as well, because that means that a million people are named Chris Farrell. And yeah. I get I get lumped in all the time with all, all kinds of, of wonderful crazy. stuff. And for our fans mm, that think right. he's related to Will Farrell, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. He does not take Will's mail. They are not family. It's just a <laughs> That's coincidence. Right. That's right. That's right. That's Despite right. the fact that, 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 you know, 
I think that would be a, it would be a boon. We could have gotten Will on the podcast, but you know that's why we had Chris here. Uh, so uh, yeah, so follow along with us. I'm sure we'll be giving our thoughts weekly on on Picard. Um, I'm also reviewing it over at ReadySteadyCut.com. You can find uh, my the review for my first uh, for the of the first episode, which I will say I will be at least slightly changing my tune from that review uh, in this episode, which I'm very excited in a good way, in a very positive way. Uh, And And so those of you who are missing the week to week recaps that we're not going to do, Tyler is writing them up on ready, steady cut. So you can still get his perspective there. Yeah. 1500 words on the first one. And I, I, that was reserving myself. I I had like about a 2,500 word article at first and cut down. So I know some uh, of you will be disappointed that the article will lack me trolling Tyler and telling him why he's completely wrong about everything, but I'm sure you can just, you know, put that in your head and let it just assume. Yeah. Assume that's there. Well, let's, let's get down to business guys. Uh, let's, let's kind of take a cue from our sister podcast, the screeners podcast, and just talk Picard, uh, kind of in, in big, uh, in a big fashion at first, just what kind of were our expectations going into it? Uh, how do those expectations kind of jive with reality? And then we'll dive uh, deeper into spoilers. So, uh, Kate, I guess let's start with you. What, what did you just? What were you hoping for with Picard? And then, what are your what are your overall initial thoughts of the uh, of the first episode? I wanted to recognize Picard, but I didn't want the next generation movies or show. And uh, we Discovery has done a lot of things, as you noted. It relaunched the Star Trek franchise, but I did not want more of the case of the week type storytelling. I wanted Picard to go somewhere we haven't been before, give us new events, not worry about how it fits in canon, because that's the problem of Discovery. Is so much of it, you know, takes place before. Well, they Although, wedged themselves in the middle of canon, which is the problem with Discovery. Yeah, right. I wanted to pave some new ground uh, in interesting ways. I wanted um, uh, I wanted the serialized storytelling. I wanted the high production values. I wanted comfort food that also pushes me and challenges uh, the story and the history. And um, I think we're off to a good start. Mm. Nice. Nice. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I have to echo what Kate just said. I was hoping that we would not get a retread of other things that we have seen, that we see a character that we recognize. Um, And, you know, what's interesting to me is that the last time we saw Picard on The Next Generation was he sat down to play cards, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, um, and, And he, you know, basically... That is where I kind of wanted to see him, um, you know, the, see that world continue. We obviously saw him last in Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to see where his character has been. And, you know, honestly, they, they have to tell a story that is impactful to today's world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of, uh, you know, duplicates a little bit of what we're currently going through. And so I feel like this is a good, not only a good Picard character study, mm-hmm. but it also feels like good Star Trek and that it is actually about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then yeah. it also it feels like it is going to be a good fan service, mm-hmm. which is what you kind of want, right? Good storytelling. It's going somewhere with a character you love and you still have those nice, warm, fuzzy feelings of nostalgia. Um, and, you know, right off the bat, this, this, this episode starts with nostalgia. Like you immediately you say, oh, man. oh 
oh, I'm home. Um, and so for me, I just, I, I, to be honest with you, it would be hard for them to do anything that I would hate here. Um, but I really do feel like they've set up a good mystery. They set up a good, um, uh, core conceit mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see them unravel it over the season. I'm hoping that this series continues to be as strong as the opening pilot. So yeah. for me, I'm all in. I'm excited. And I think they did a very good job of what they needed to do, spinning mm-hmm. all those plates. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a challenge that they that they had before them was let's pick up with a character who we haven't seen for uh, 18 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah. Almost 20 years. And and uh, to not only um tell us what's been going on with him, but to set us in a new direction without, without also spending an entire episode, just dumping information on us. We have, we have our requisite info dump, um, which I, which I like the way that it was done overall. But, um, but yeah, for me, this is, this is something we've talked about quite a bit. You know, Captain Picard, he is, he is my captain. I, I literally just born and raised with him, you know, and, and I think, um, so, you know, very, very personally, on one hand, I think that I don't think there was anything they could have done to ruin him for me. I don't think that Patrick Stewart would have let them do that because um, he was so jealously protecting, you know, the the integrity of his character. Um, but at the same time, this isn't this isn't the optimistic, looking off into the distance captain sitting in his captain's chair, you know, getting ready to say engage to us. This is a guy who has mm. been let down and we'll talk about this a bit more later he's been let down by the organization he loves he has dedicated his life to dedicated his life to uh he has put himself in essentially um an isolation you know he, he has he has sent him uh, sent himself off to chateau picard to uh live out the rest of his days making wine and and um and i think on one hand because that's the thing that he is supposed to want as a as that character, like it's the thing that in generations he was crying over not, not being able to have, and um, and so he has it, and yet, uh, and, and this is this has been teased in some of the the promos, but and yet I think he forgets how much he loves being out there, you know, among among the stars, and so I I'm I'm very excited to see where he is. So some people I've read are are disappointed with, well, he's just this angry man. No, no, no. This is mm-hmm. the beginning of a story arc. This mm-hmm. is the beginning of a guy who. You know, it's been 20 years, and and we'll see where we're going. So, I I really loved uh, the episode. I, I was I think more critical about it in my review on on Ready Steady Cut, but here my, after my second watch, I really I saw more of what they were doing, um, and and I love. I'm very excited to see where they're gonna go. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm all this in episode as well. is where he's been for the last 20 years and yes. the call to adventure. Right, exactly. It, it for sure is. It's called you know appropriately remembrance. You know, let's let's take a minute and look back, and then we're gonna look forward. Yeah. Well, what's crazy here too? I think we should dive into spoilers. Yeah. But what's crazy here too is is that we're also picking up at a point in time that we've already actually seen in the next generation yeah. in the All Good Things oh, episode. I love it. So, so it's kind of neat because that character is very similar to the character he portrayed yeah. in 
all good things. I just wish um, we had the righteous beard. That's the only thing I wish. Yeah, I know, right. Had. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. That can't happen. That that, that was only there to, to differentiate time. Yeah. That was the only reason why that yes. was happening there. I think I think they can't do that here. No. But anyway. Uh, but then you would have that moment of uh, the Dr. McCoy moment from the motion picture where he'd have the beard at first and then he shaves it off shaved. when he's going into yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah that's cool. fine. Uh, okay, so the re- just quick, uh, the, the synopsis of the episode. At the end of the 24th century and 14 years after his retirement from Starfleet, Jean-Luc Picard is living a quiet life on his vineyard, Chateau Picard, when he is sought out by a mysterious young woman, Dodge, in need of his help. He soon realizes she may have personal connections to his own past uh the Ooh. teleplay was by akiva goldsman and james duff the story was by everyone in the world akiva goldsman michael shaban kirsten byer alex kurtzman and james duff uh and directed by kitchen. henley m culpepper who directed i believe two episodes of discovery mm-hmm. um just yeah let's let's go into into some spoilers i i kind of have some questions to ask and sort of see what you guys think about them and then yeah. obviously you know as as you have other thoughts you know bring them in um, but you hinted at this already, Chris. We started, uh, we start the show where all good things ended, uh, yeah. playing poker on the Enterprise D of all of them, yes, and I, which is wonderful. Oh, I exploded! I was so excited about yeah. that. Uh, just let's talk that first scene. What just what struck you about it? Uh, when did you when did you get the sense that it was a dream? All that other stuff. Well, here's the thing for me, and I'm, I'm going to mention this because it also happens again. Whenever Data shows up, mm-hmm. um, the way that Data looks, I feel like, is very important. Yes. Um, I, I The moment we we go into the Enterprise D, I was like, okay, well, he's probably on a uh, a holiday. I thought that too at first. Yep. Um, but then I realized that Data was in the wrong yep. uniform, exactly. right? That's yeah. not the way the Enterprise D ever looked. They never had the Deep Space Nine slash... Right. First contact, right? The um, purple, the uh, purple shoulders and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They never had that that look on the Enterprise. So I, immediately I knew something was wrong, um, and uh, obviously Picard wasn't in his his old school uh, uniform at all that would have fit with the Enterprise D days. So that I knew there was something wrong almost instantly. I leaned over to Melody and I was like, "You've got the uniform wrong. Right. That's really strange. Why yep. would they have the uniform wrong?" Um, but then of course it becomes very clear when it. Oh, it's actually a dream. When, yeah. when he's drinking the uh, the tea with milk and sugar, I was like, "Lies! You guys are all lies." <laughs> yeah, was, this is a dream. Yeah, I, I I thought so too. What, Kate? What about you? What What did you take from that first scene? How did you What did you think about it? Well, when Blue Skies started playing, yeah. that was sort of you know hitting right. that bell in my head of oh. And then I wasn't really reading anything into the scene. I was just openly going, "I'm watching." Jean-Luc Picard. I know. <sighs> That's the Enterprise. Like, <laughs> it's Data. It's Picard. Right. And oh. so... But we should say, we should say though, just because you mentioned it, mm-hmm. why is Blue Skies... Why, why is that uh, at all important? Data sings it at uh, Riker and Troy's wedding. Yes. Right, and it's also the last thing that like the, the plays oh, at the end of Nemesis. What, that's right. Yeah. I actually didn't remember Which, that part. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen Nemesis in a while and you're like, I don't want to watch that, we did actually cover that we uh, did. last oh, year. Yeah, we covered for... that beat by beat, <laughs> and uh, in a in a brutal fashion, I will say. I, I think yes. it was a it was a good good episode. Yeah. Um, so that is certainly in our, our archives. So watching that scene, like I spent most of that initial scene bit just sort of basking in the reality that Picard was back on my screen. Mm-hmm. And it took me a little bit to start caring about what everything meant. And some of that mm-hmm. I didn't notice until my second watch because right. the first one was just entirely 
wow, Picard, back. I'm so happy. Yeah. It was interesting, too. I don't know if you guys watched any of the kind of behind the scenes or read anything. Um, The trailer had the shot of Mars blowing up like or getting hit you mm-hmm. know by the attack the synthetic attack yeah and and there's a lot of people online who thought that that was supposed to be romula you know like romulus oh yeah because he was supposed to be there like rescue is like they, they really messed up here that's obviously mars and yeah. as it turns out it was supposed, it's to, supposed be mars. to be mars <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that's what i thought was you know very very interesting so anyway that well, was that was a cool cool moment even even with that um and, and we can we can use this to even get into the backstory a little bit did did either of you watch children of mars the short trek. I haven't yet, but I know oh. it was supposed to tie in. So. Gotcha. It, it, there's no spoilers other than I think, because actually in Children of Mars, I watched it afterward. Um, I, I hadn't watched it before Picard. Oh. Um, you, you don't. I, I wonder if I would have put together what was happening in terms of setting it with Picard. I mean, I, I we, we would have known that Mars was getting attacked, but it's a, it's, it's kind of. It's almost a music video in what in the way that it's told. It's I, I it's really a silent it. film. It's a silent, it's a silent film, film yeah. and it is set to, I uh, think Heroes by Peter Gabriel. I think it's <laughs> beautiful. I it actually is. really I lo- enjoyed I it. it. I, um, it. I thought it was one of my. I mean, I love Christopher Pike, so yeah. you know it's hard for me to say it's the, my favorite. But it, the, it's I wasn't right expecting though. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to to be in the Picard universe yeah. until the last moment when that happens, and I was like. Uh, oh yeah oh is this what the series is going to be about is this like an important event because we didn't know until yeah. so anyway yeah that was you should watch it kate i don't want to ruin it for you because you haven't seen it right. i think you should watch it, it and, it's and eight and a half minutes long it's very it's super oh, short take kind of, forever yeah it's, it's it'll kind of in fact beautiful. take about eight and a half minutes for you it's yeah it's not too bad uh it's uh, i love it i i i thought it was excellent just excellently yeah. done. Um, yeah. All, so all that to say, let's let's lead that into some of this in, this intervening time. We find out through an interview that Picard is giving um, to the Federation News Network, uh, uh, interviewed by Marion Dungey, who I think is a criminally underrated actress. Um, who uh, it's the anniversary of um, the supernova on of of the I guess Romulan sun, and yeah. uh, which we knew about in Star Trek two thousand nine. Um, that's something yep. that we knew had happened. It's one of the things that that it's one of the incidents that propelled the split into the Abrams verse or the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what, I guess, just what did you what did you from all that information that we get? What did you guys take from it? What did you think of of the way that they're handling telling us about this intervening, the intervening twenty years? Was it was it a legitimate reason? You know, we find out that's the reason that uh, Picard resigned from Starfleet. Kind of let's unpack that a little bit. What do you guys think, Kate? Well, I was. Um, interested in how they set it up because we don't just get why Picard left Starfleet because that's a huge thing for a man to have dedicated his life. Why did yeah. he leave Starfleet? He's not a guy to just retire because you know he's bored of a stressful life. That's just right. not Picard. Um, right. So it was significant for that. It was significant because it's also a hook for contemporary viewers for things that are going on in our world. Um, that stand up might, for something that's you know for something right in the middle of things that are going wrong. Right, that resonates. Um, but I also liked it because one of the ongoing problems in the Star Trek universe is uh, Starfleet itself. Yeah. Um, and Deep Space Nine started poking into you know uh, Federation is not so perfect. The Starfleet's not so perfect in its decision making, but. Um, that has made for some storytelling that can be stagnant at times. And it's just, it's an area that's begging to be poked at. So how do you, Mm -hmm. 
um, uh, dig deeper into what the Federation stands for uh, whenever you're not allowed to ever question its purity or sanctity or however you want to do all that. And so they found, I thought, a really good way of going, all right, here's something that is understandable that the Federation did, but still objectively wrong. Right. And they're using that as a way in that I think works really well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a little bit um, convoluted, however, the way it was told. Uh, it took me a minute to process, wait, wait, what happened again? So, And it still is a little bit confusing to mm-hmm. me because it seems a little... It, there's just too much happening from a storytelling perspective. It's a lot. It's a lot we've that got, they get across. Yeah, we've got... So what, what I understand, and I think this is correct, just so, so I understand, so you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Supernova happens. Romulus is in danger of being destroyed. Well, the so supernova begin... is about to happen. They, they know that it's going to... From what I understand, too, they know that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And Picard says... Go we got to get these get people out. off. Nine, was it's it very nine similar. billion was the number? And leads like an armada there. Yeah. Um, it's it's like Star Trek Six, right? Yes. Basically, I, they know the Klingon yeah. Empire only has however many, whatever. I guess that never actually happened or was a big deal. So anyway, but um, the uh, so we, they know that happens. They got to get rid of, they've got to get all the feet folks off of Romulus. They're starting to do that. They're building an armada. And then the synthetic life forms. And correct me if I'm wrong, that terminology, synthetic life form, we've, we've has never been that. used. No, it, it's it's in place of androids, which I don't know why the change, uh, other than it either. sounds like it's now a pejorative, which I guess I kind of like. We now have a label there. It's it's now a – it's basically racism is what they're able to kind of do right, with of it. Right. Synthetic um, is also a broader term too because it true. allows for uh, the mixture of organic and non-organic life. Which is going to lead us to the Borg somehow in this, I, I suspect. Right. But it yeah, doesn't totally. – what it doesn't – I, I was kind of wondering if that was going to also lead to – things like holograms because he's interacting later on with um index who's the you know seems to be one of the caretakers of of the federation archives well, we have also the emh from voyager and his mm-hmm. attempts for uh emh rights that were right. within the series of voyager so now i'm curious you know will that be a thing that is in some fashion re- revisited or referenced um the thing that i didn't get until i watched uh the ready room which is will wheaton's um it's the new After Trek, uh, hosted by Will Wheaton, uh, which is delightful, by the way. And uh, but the thing that I was not clear on until the the creators were discussing it is that this, these synthetics didn't just come out of nowhere. Like I was like, well, where where are these synthetics, and why do they just show up? Apparently, it, it seems to me that these were the these were um, androids uh, that were working on. The, Unop- well, the Utopia Planitia yards, shipyards on Mars to build the Armada to go right. rescue so, Romulus. So, so, and so that's what, that, that's what that was going to be the next thing is, is that so then at the same time that those the ships are being built specifically to help shuttle folks from Romulus to whatever world yeah. they were going to, the, the synthetic slave population right. apparently rose up and attacked and and destroyed the armada and thus mars essentially that destroyed mars because mars is 90, still burning Ninety-three thousand yeah. people died and yeah mars is still burning yeah yeah so so that's what happened basically and jean-luc is angry that the federation was like hold on like let's not let's not let's not go too crazy right now because we just we've got this other war we're fighting right here at home 
um, these synthetics have like destroyed our you know Utopia Planitia yard. So it it seems like there's some there's got to be more to the story than that. I mean, Which I, I suspect we'll find out more. To yeah. me, there was an implied xenophobia too yes. going on. When she says she clarifies, he says there are all these lives to save. Which is another, which is another level, right? So like that, that's my, that's why I'm saying it's narratively confusing. So there's a layer, there's a layer of we don't like the synthetics because they attacked Mars. Right. We don't like the Romulans because they've always been our enemy. They are the Federation's that, like oldest, oldest, like the first war the Federation fought. Well, if we forget the yeah. Zindi war, because I guess time got messed up but but uh but the (laughs) nobody talks about uh, enterprise so it's fine it doesn't exist uh but uh but the romulans were the first like war that the federation fought i guess it wasn't the federation yet with this indie war so maybe there's that so it's basically the synthetics cause cause that like they were on Mm -hmm. board before but the moment the synthetics did it they were like well because they did that it's we hate the romulans more now too i think no i think i think it's for sure and i think that's on purpose because of the serialized storytelling they want to unfold this for us yes and we're going to find out more about why the synthetics rebelled i've got a feeling there's going to be some sort of like you said like a borg um you know something going on there so anyway let's let's move on but i it just that's why i'm saying that this whole conversation was a little narratively was a little confusing i think it might be on purpose Mm -hmm. but it's still it was just a lot of like okay what what's yeah. happening right now yeah so anyway i, I wanted to also kind of get your reaction to this quote is one of my favorite um pieces from from the episode and, and we've sort of mentioned it already but uh picard says he left because it was no longer starfleet we withdrew yeah. the galaxy was mourning burying its dead and starfleet uh slunk from its duties the decision to call off the rescue and to abandon these people that we had sworn to save was not yeah. just dishonorable it was downright criminal and i was not prepared to just stand by and be a spectator um, yeah. Does this to you guys feel in character with Picard? Is this something Picard says? Is this something he does? He does he does he resign his commission in protest for something like this? Yeah, because his entire career mm-hmm. was giving voice to those who who didn't have them or providing a platform for people to speak. Mm-hmm. Like the whole history of him fighting for data measure of a man, which has yes. multiple callbacks in this episode yes. is an entire thing. Which is one of the um, best episodes of the next generation ever made in season right. two, I think. Um, and like even in nemesis awful as that movie is his willingness to go to the Romulans because yeah. they're putting a hand out for potential peace. Like he is always going to the uncomfortable places mm-hmm. and encouraging everyone through his example and actions to, do the right thing even whenever mm-hmm. it's an uncomfortable situation so uh his principle he has very high principles um that it's part of what makes him inspiring because he has the courage to follow through on things that could cost him lives um uh face position etc and he does that so to have this organization that he's given his life to um fail to meet that the, the starfleet ideal um i can see him especially so many years into his career being just that frustrated and angry and feeling the need to walk away because I can see him. How do you represent an organization that betrays the ideals that you stood for that were the whole reason why you joined Starfleet to begin with? Yeah. 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 Well, and it, can, I, can, I, can I have a quick geek moment too? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know this Tyler, but he did not take Kirk's, um, advice for them not to promote him right yeah. we we he, we we didn't know if he would ever become an admiral and they just kind of 
Or do we? It have have seems, we seen it, that in other? There's, so there's something I need to read. They 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 did a prequel comic for this that is that's okay. a, officially canon, I guess. And um, the the woman who we've seen in in uh, in further trailers, um, and I recognize the actress, but I don't know who she is. But there's a woman that's that's about to come up probably in the next episode or so. Or, or so is his first officer after he's been promoted to admiral and from what i gather again this is without reading it but reading about it from what i gather he became he was promoted to admiral to coordinate the romulan effort so it sounds like he's only briefly uh, an admiral um he takes up the position of admiral so he can do this amazing yeah, thing which that's what it that, seems to that, be like that hey I'm, that's I'm doesn't, that, doesn't that make sense? <laughs> that, that's fully like like even Kirk would be like eh, okay that makes sense because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, he's no, not Kirk... stuck behind a desk you know yeah exactly yeah no, absolutely I'm with you on that okay well, cool all and, right and thank my... you for clarifying that yeah well and just to build on you both you both have said the very similar things and and Chris you referenced uh, no uh, Kate you referenced I think the Dominion War and uh, and we're seeing some of these we've seen cracks in the Federation already Discovery mm-hmm. is basically about that especially season two um, and. Uh, insurrection is is you know him standing up to a Starfleet admiral you know a bad admiral who has uh, just decided to uh, to go against uh, everything the Starfleet has stood for. So this I, I thought this was you know if there's one thing that you know we can get you know a firm you know stamp into the episode like Picard approved. Um, I think it was this there's this paragraph that that just set us oh they know. 100% who this character is. We are not going to get yeah. a new Picard. We're going to get we're going to get an older Picard. He's 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 yeah, matured I d- more I than he is before. I do want to make the point though that yes, he's making a stand, but this is Picard doesn't grandstand. This is like there's a deep personal pain in him that you yes. feel this is very He's bitter. He's angry. Him. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. He's hurting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't do we have any history for the couple that live there and help care for things? Because, I mean, that, the that Romulans, I, we know that much, but... Yeah. Um, um, that was where I was going to go next. Uh, so, his... Uh, so, uh, Jabin and Laris, or Laris, um, played by Jamie McShane and Orla Brady, um, and, and his dog, number one, are uh, his companions on Chateau Picard. Uh, and they are Romulans, and, f- and from what is inferred about them, and I didn't do any extra research, because some of it I hope we see more of, uh, of them, uh, it seems like they are refugees um who that's basically what that's what it seems like and and they they out of gratitude to him um have have decided to come become his companions there uh i what did you guys just think about even that premise there but also um I, the i guess the interplay the relationship between um the three of them and number one yeah i mean i think it go ahead chris uh, i was going to say like what, what's good about it is is there's implied history i love that um yeah, so it, we feel like, oh, this isn't he. He's had time away from the Enterprise crew that we. He's known. had a life. He said twenty mm-hmm. years. Exactly. Yeah, and and actually spent more time probably with them within you know with some of the Enterprise yeah. crew. You know what I mean? So like, for, I I like that they set it up as if like, okay, he's had this new life. They've convinced him to settle down and to like relax after taking his stand mm-hmm. and actually just try and. Be a normal dude. Yeah, be a guy. Yeah, they and respect he, him, but they don't stand in awe of him. They they, they give him yes. a hard time. Uh, they boss him around a little. It's it's yeah. I loved. I, yeah, their relationship feels so lived in. It, it they didn't they didn't have to do you know what what the news program had to do. I, I do think it had to do it. I wish it, there was. I think it was a little clunky, but um, 
but they didn't go, you know, eight and a half years ago on May 1st, when we came here as refugees from Romulus, like it just is. Right. Yeah. It, it was a better form of info dumping than some of yeah. the traditional forms of it from the show. There are just a few nice little drop-ins of just like, you know, it's been a long time, you know, and, and they even say like, be the captain. They, they remember you as or something like that. And just, I thought that's, that it's a good they they recognize who he was but mm-hmm. also who he is so like yeah like i agree with you when you said they didn't stand in awe of him but they do recognize that people do and um and i, yeah. I just i thought that was it was so good and, and it's just a nice it's a nice representative of legacy uh is, is which is being pondered here that also reminds me um we get a second uh data dream in this sequence as yes, well yep. and it occurred to me that so we've talked about Brent Spiner coming back previously and how he looks and you know Chris had already alluded to that in this episode, um, yeah. but because Data is in a dream, it's actually okay that he's not quite. Yes, he feels a little bit off because then that actually fits with the dream aspect of it. Yep. And so I thought, okay, well if Data's going to be back, having it in this way worked well, and it sort of has that double-edged sword to of um, Picard is having these dreams. It tells you what he's thinking about, but it also, mm-hmm. in that revealing moment, he talks about how he would, uh, he wants to stay asleep more than he wants to wake up. Yeah. And, like it's... that right there tells you, mm-hmm. I mean, it tells you about the relationship with, what's her name again? I just blanked on her name. Um, the Romulan woman. Who's... Oh, Laris. Laris, yeah. thank you. Um, it tells you about their relationship that he can give that moment of emotional honesty with her, but it tells you a lot about where his head is and how he's feeling about uh, the world in general mm-hmm. and what still matters to him um, after all these years. Yep, yeah. I agree. I, I, and I, I, I like that these we get these dreams, we get these... Uh, especially dreams with data and painting is very next generation even without feeling like a retread, but we've done this. We did, you know, there's been a few times where of course data paints, but then also we've had, we've had very meaningful dreams related to that. So I think dreams are an obvious trope on the one hand, but Mm -hmm. on the other hand, they do serve the purpose of being a callback because that was a thing in the show. And this was a bit better than some of the show versions were. Uh, Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into uh, unless unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about with with Picard and and this relationship, let's let's talk Dodge, um, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and before we talk about the two of them, so so Dodge is a young woman who uh, is in Boston, I believe, when we first meet her. Though she's from uh-huh. Seattle, which we all over here in Washington State like that. Um, <laughs> we uh, she's just been accepted to the Daystrom Institute, which is a even like an original series callback, which is great Uh, as a fellow in AI and quantum consciousness, by the way, which I didn't notice that the first time it was something I only heard on the second time that that we Mm -hmm. watched it. Kind of Um, ironic. Yeah. It was like, Oh, well obviously. Uh, And uh, so we, we, uh, we see her, she's with her boyfriend, then uh, boyfriend with great hair and, you know, little uh, sideways blinky eyes because he's alien. And, um, <laughs> he's a Zahian. Little... Zahian. Have we seen, I, I did not look Discovery. it up. Did we, have we seen? Oh, Discovery has Zahian stuff. Maybe, oh, maybe they do. And I just did not, I did not look him up. I don't remember. Oof. My, my, my nerddom is failing Come on, me. on, Trekpedia Tyler. <sighs> this is terrible. I'm so sorry. It's, it's not fully booted up for Discovery yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're allowed. So, uh, but 
what I do like, I really loved about this scene is is we we get a very brief introduction to her. Um, we get a glimpse of the necklace, which we'll talk about, and this will go into one of the things I don't like. Um, but then I love that the the three goons beam in, and we get just some cool Jason Bourne action uh, right off the bat. It's so funny that you said Jay. I was going to call her Julia Bourne. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yes. Occurs. Yes. It, it's it worked it, you know and we even get some hints so they they're they're helmeted so we don't know what what race they are until later on but they beam in they put a, a bag overhead they knife the boyfriend and uh they ask has she been activated yet um and and then then yes then yes she has and uh i just but i love the moment where bag over like so so blindfolded essentially she takes out all these guys and i thought cool way of communicating uh, you know, that she is not what she seems. I had a different reaction to this oh, scene. Oh, no. Because when this scene started going off, I'm like, all right, we have the token death that makes somebody feel emotionally. We have sure. the mystery of the self, you know, the sudden powers, yeah. etc. And so it's like, and then the fact that she was doing an action scene, I'm like, wait a minute. Does this mean that Picard's actually going to be an action show? And I started to get a little worried because while I don't have Me a problem too. with action in it, Picard is not an action show. Right. And, and, so, and yeah. there will be. We know that there's, I, I don't know if you, how much you guys have seen trailer wise. There's a sword fight that's going to happen. He's going to fence at one point <laughs> coming up, I think. And so there's some that, but but at the same time, like what gives me a bit of confidence is is if it will be, he is not going to be an action hero. Which right, even, he's actually as, like out of breath and tired yes. at one point when they had to run I up the stairs, that. and I was that, so happy for that. Yes, I that was that. very. That was a very good moment of just like yes. true humanity. Like right. I can't. Please stop. <laughs> I, can't I can't run this. like this. I, he's ninety-four years old in the show, yeah. uh, and and Patrick Stewart is seventy some seventy-six, I think, um, something like that. And so, yeah, not not an action hero. So there will be action in this. But he will not be an action hero. And I think that still works because it does, because you know, that's Picard's power was never as an action exactly. hero. And if they yeah. made him right. one, that would be a betrayal of the exactly. character and what we love about him. Agreed. But I do agree with Kate, though. This scene is the scene that bothered me the most in the oh. because it's her, her her intro. And I was just like, oh, no, yeah. are we just getting? And it does. I mean, I'll be honest with you. This whole thread bothered me quite a bit of like she just suddenly becomes the the Jason Bourne. Right. Something clicks in her head, and now she knows everything, and she can find everything. But she and, doesn't know everything, know. which I did like. Like she, is, a lot of it seems automated. Like she doesn't know Ish. why she's acting. It's not she's like she's earning anything, stuff. really. Right. Oh, of right. course. Yeah. Right. And then you but have again, later her superhuman jump up the stairs, and yeah. I'm just having yep. this. All right. But I know. all of it. All of it becomes absolutely moot by what happens Exa- immediately after that, because yeah. they kill we're her. no longer. Well, yeah, they kill her. So yeah. we're not going to be with that character. I had a, I, I got to say, I I had a jaw-dropping moment. I was like, oh, did not expect that. And then, of course, we get the reveal that it's twins. And I was like, that was my eye-rolling moment. My eye-rolling moment was when it was revealed she was the, she was a twin. And I, I was like, oh, never mind. I mean, that I've, actually, that, that bit of it didn't bother me a whole lot because, you know, I mean, whatever. They, they, it didn't have to be a twin. I agree with you. It could have been just someone else yeah. you know what i mean another not an identical twin right that, that kind of is weird or that it has to be it's like one it's, of those like it's a way of being like, like brave and killing off a main character early but also not being brave because it doesn't psych. matter yeah, yeah. right um, i agree I, I, what, I don't but what i liked that. about it though is is and and the later scene too except for the flying um girl scene which was dumb but um i 
I liked that we're finally seeing an Android um, do Android stuff. Like, with Data, there's so many things. If, if you're watching Back Through Next Generation, really want to put on your, your you know, your skepticism hat um, and and go, like, we, we see a lot of scenes where Data types really fast or he reads really fast. Or he's inhumanly but, strong, but... Or, yeah, he just... But only in, like, lifting something, mm-hmm. not in, come on, we're in a battle with somebody or, or whatever, and you're telling me Data isn't just running like you know 5000 miles an hour across the screen well, but, and and hurling people around like but she's so she, i like that oh yeah 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 you you like that i like the, 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 the realism of that uh like or the realism in terms of she's she's an android realism and air quotes here please right well but instead of instead of like well, come we on, learn... an android like why isn't he fighting and stuff so and she's not an android right. which she's is interesting she, she's sort broader. of an android yeah no, she's she's, what is, she's a Cylon. She's she's a skin job. She's that's that's what she is. Like skin job. Wow, you really cheapened her. Well, that's what it's called. It's it's, it's the, she's one of the models. There's no way of saying it other than model. Oh my <laughs> she's gosh. one of the twelve models or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Wow. In in uh, Battlestar Galactica, she's she's a Cylon. She's not a toaster. Um, so anyway, she does physically resemble lol though uh data's daughter from yes. yeah. uh the tv series uh, yeah which that i was hope the, that they the actually first... address yeah um but but then she also he's... looks like the woman that she knows as her mother in this episode too i which thought I think that was too intentional and so i had questions about who that mother figure is oh, is it just 100 percent is just her, like or yeah no i think she's an ai i think she's control or something like that She's or a deep fake, basically. You know? I'm not even sure if that's the case. I think it might have just been her. It, like, it I think maybe she was from just, the future aged or something. No, 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 no. I just think it was like her, her, her memory of her mom, but mm. it was actually her positronic net. Oh, telling her to go sure. back to Picard. It was literally sure. her subconscious mm. saying, "Here's the memory it's of your mother that you remember. Her. Yeah, go back to Picard now." And then because immediately she's like, "Oh," and she gets she activated again yeah. and she starts to go. Yeah. So like I, I'm not entirely sure that that's a. I think it's more of a mechanism in her her brain trying to keep her alive yeah. to go back to where she knows she will be safe. Yeah. Um, let's with Dodge and uh, yeah. Okay, so thing that I didn't love at all. Yeah. Um, and thought was actually ridiculous. Um, was the necklace. Uh, it was it was one of those things that what I'm the only thing that I'm concerned about and the necklace is just really a, a, an example of, of the one thing I'm concerned about for the direction of where Picard might go is we have Alex Kurtzman and Akiva Goldsmith um, who are um, who are running these this show I mean and Michael Shabon is but Michael Shabon will not be returning for season two because Star Trek goes through showrunners like candy um, and well, he also we, is going to be doing the the show uh, for his book adaptation, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Like, that's Clay. why he's leaving, is to do that. That's good. But it's also like, guys, you can't keep a showrunner for two years. Um, but uh, that's, which is, whatever. It is what it is. But uh, what... What is interesting to me is that we have we have two kind of lost alumni. Uh, well, Alex Kurtzman is, and Akiva Goldsmith has just been in the JJ-verse. I can't remember if he actually worked on Lost, but um, uh, we have very much a mystery box um, that is just 
we have to, like what I kind of wanted is more of a premise of, of where Picard was going to go and have to deal with you know with a problem, and instead we have um, we have this necklace which he says is uh, everybody is like oh this is such an unusual necklace with all this deep yeah. meaning it yeah, is two circles. And, and, and again, I noticed it even more on the second watch is like the number of times where they just like, they'll start a shot on her necklace and then pan up or something like that. Or it'll be in the flashbacks of something is her necklace. Guys, no one would notice that necklace is something that was special. No one It's two circles. And in fact, two of my friends were both like, I think I have that necklace. Like it just, <laughs> it's not a weird necklace. Anyway, it was one of those just small details and I'm, I'm being a nitpicky geek, but it's, yeah. it, it was one of those things where like like so much hinges on this little tiny thing that ultimately it's like Chekhov's gun on the mantle yeah. except it was like 15 guns on the mantle yeah that all mean it, one it was thing exactly and it was so big and so the, I, I'm harping on the necklace but it's much more of uh, it, it, it well, seems as her though her purpose I think is to introduce the mystery of what's right. going to go on with her twin and what's going on with the Romulans right. but also to functionally activate Picard as well because yes, he, I thought the same thing yeah she is the data connection for him and he fails to provide the protection that he intended for her and she winds so up that's, dying so he's going to be all desperate for to get to Soji I think is the other twin's name Soji yeah, yeah. I mean, desperate might be a bit strong of a word, but it gives him motivation to go from being pissed at the Federation to mm-hmm. there is something I can do and I now know what to do to move forward. Right. right. So, yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we should definitely move. I mean, like, why are these? We should talk about why they're they're important, obviously, yes. in yeah, one of these dreams. The Data is seen painting, which is an amazing thing because, again, I'm going to go back to these uniforms. In that next dream sequence, Data is in TNG yep. uniform, as is Picard. and so is yes, <laughs> and so is Picard, which is wonderful to see him oh, then and back the in their pips, uniforms. I'm like, oh. Yes, uh huh, uh huh. I was like, oh, I'm home even well, more. And they now. had a nice little fake out as well. There's there's one point where he's sitting and like sipping wine, looking out, and he's wearing his maroon a maroon shirt at, right. with with even what I think must be like a like Romulan Remembrance Day pin because his, or maybe it's just like the, the Picard, you know, it's the Picard Ralph Lauren pin. polo symbol, but in the future. Yeah, maybe, maybe right, cause, but exactly. his, his, uh, the Romulan um, housekeepers are, are both wearing something like that too. But anyway, it was like a nice little fake out. He still is in uniform a little bit, which I, I yeah. just love. Anyway, go, go back to the dream, but I just, I loved some of the uniform choices in, in this or the, 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 we did not get we did not get future pajamas like we've so often gotten. I love that we're in like twenty fourth century that actually could be like humans live there and would not. Well, pretty much everybody yeah. the the clothing was uh, d- different enough to suggest a future, but it was not like um, some of the weird weird outfits we've no, seen over the, the years. We're like, just stop it. Right, where somebody wore a shiny blanket and that was draped across them, and that was all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like, wow, does so, fashion sense die in the future? Yeah. It did. It did, it, in fact. Um, was there I, – I wanted to get over to uh, to the Daystrom Institute and – oh, you know what I'm – you know what I skipped? Um, uh, was the the our Starfleet archives. We have a, a nice little right, well, scene. Yeah, and as this was saying, Data was Fan painting. Service. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Data was Data was painting this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Data was painting um, something and said, would you like to finish it, Captain? And Picard and, and, says, I'm not sure I know how. Right. Go ahead. Good. Well, it was. And it remind me that so in that painting, it was a. Uh, it's like a seascape or like rough seas or something like that, and then a faceless woman, um, 
and then we know that there's a, a pair to it. Is that that's uh, is that that's right. how we get there, right? Well, he he when he's woken up, he looks behind that's him right. and he's got the exact same painting, but it's unfinished. That's right. Oh, in that's his what it office. is. Yes. Um, so that we can't see the face mm-hmm. of, of the woman. It almost looks like she's cloaked, but mm-hmm. in, in another way, it looks like it's unfinished. Right. Um, and then he goes to the archives mm-hmm. and he meets with a an AI mm-hmm. kind of Siri from the future. Right. Um, Alexa from a the librarian, future. Librarian, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it, which, what it looks like is a basic, a huge library, but it's like a, a holographic library, right. basically, like a holodeck library. And he walks into a room and there is uh, his fan trinkets, all yes. his fan service. I loved fan it, service and I didn't room. care. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And what I do like, and, and she jokes, I, again, something I didn't notice until the second watch, uh, Index jokes, uh, or he says, that everything's been in stasis, right? Nobody's been, a- been been able to be in there. She said, yeah, that's true, unless you want us to start selling tickets. They're actually in the Starfleet Archives Museum. Like, they must just be in the basement of it. Uh, the, the building on the front actually says museum. He just must be in the archive, the only archives portion of it. Uh, which I, So I, I love that. No, actually, so they could sell tickets to this. It would be really cool. And how many people would go into the Star the, uh, the Captain Picard uh, exhibit. It would be great and see the Batleth and the Captain Picard Day poster. I just to me, to me, it felt more like the Smithsonian yeah. of the future. Right. It, would, it felt more like this is uh, sure it's a museum, sure. but I would imagine if you had like clearance, yeah, then you could go into you know the actual archives right. and see the things that no one else has access to, and that's where he is exactly. going. Exactly the like the private archives of his his time on on in Starfleet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really I, it was a lot of yeah, I agree uh, Kate you said fan service is that a negative thing is it fan service or we're, we're okay with the fan service here I liked this fan service because it was passive but present and non-invasive it fit right. the story and it wasn't like so yeah. just like the point of it was going to his archive it wasn't this distracting we're missing the plot because ooh there's this or right. that like that was part of the plot yeah the only the only thing that I almost wish, and again, it was just it's a it's I, I almost wish for more fa- fan service. Like if we had walked into a room in Chateau Picard and it was like a replica of his ready room, and he just couldn't get away from it, and all that of it's is in not there. Picard style, but, though. I, it's not. Oh, I know exactly, and it's it's why this is a, this is the better choice. The shot um, might do yeah. it, but not Picard. Yeah, yeah, Kirk would have done it. That's that's true. Uh, or the other thought, and this is from a podcast. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Conversation said. Uh, what they really should have done is is uh, this is the future where he's divorced from from Beverly Crusher and he goes over to her house and she's got all of his stuff in boxes in the back. But yes, <laughs> that's, that's, you would never have given move us that. these out. Yeah. Yes, but, which uh, I mean, but that anyway, opens I, the question: Will we get that addressed in this series? Oh, I we've had no word. The only ones we know were Brent Spiner, Frakes, and Troy. But even just will they just mention it? Will they say anything Jerry about Ryan, it? Because that. But yeah. Oh, and J- Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for seven and nine. I'm so excited. Um, any, anything else in there? We, the, the thing that they find is the, is the completed painting, and we discover it is Dodge in the painting. Uh, and the translation Correct. of the title is Daughter. Daughter. Or the, the actual name of the title is Daughter. Right. The name right. of the so. painting, not the name of the title. Right. Correct, Kate. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yes, <laughs> that's true. Oops. Uh, yeah. One of those, one of those words. Um where oh yeah so then right after that we shift uh uh that's when that's when he runs into dodge she blows up and dies um 
and then he he says, I, you know, I've, I've got to keep looking uh, for for more answers. He goes to the Daystrom Institute where we meet um, Dr. Agnes Girardi, Allison Pill, uh, played by yes. Allison Pill, who I love. She's just yep. she's a great actress. We find again, essentially, this is our mystery for the rest of it, right? Is yeah, I don't is, think we've seen the last of her because this nah. is our mystery, and she's got nah, a lot she, invested in because there's nothing going on, you know, anymore in the lab. So yeah. Yeah, they can only do, like, theoretical experiments. They can't even do anything real. Right, the, which actually, it's a great scene because it basically both literally and metaphorically puts away before it addresses it. And I loved then that. And it's not important, yeah. and we're moving on from that. That was that was a bit of, of my worry is, oh, they're gonna, we're going to reconstruct before, and he's going to be tagging along. His his stupid self is going to be tagging right, along. Right, but she... <laughs> but then she brings up uh, Bruce Maddox, who yeah. I don't... I haven't watched rewatched Measure of a Man in a while, but he's introduced, if I remember correctly, in mm-hmm. the Next Generation episode and is significant for he wants to take uh, uh, data and Union study Sim. him. Right, um, yeah. And, and we find out in other episodes through reference, like he's referenced, I believe in data's day and, and probably in the lol episode as well. I can't remember, but of he's trying to, he's trying to continue Noonien Soong's work. Um, and so, but, and opens, now he's, he's disappeared. Right. This, but it opens a question yeah. for me because in this scene with, uh, the, our scientist here, she said, she said that, um, what was it? One positronic neuron should be enough for cloning. Right. And so I wonder if, uh, Maddox acquired that all the way back then, right. and that's right. and maybe how he's the one exists. doing some of this. Oh yeah, I yeah, think it's a very good right. chance it's him. It will de- that almost... is that is what's that is what is, is being said right. here it's is, is basically yeah yeah he he has created Data's daughter mm-hmm. right um, and and just because because yeah, my that, father has been referenced multiple times. My father gave me this necklace. And, and so right. in some way, either, and what I hope they don't do is this, I, I hope that we don't have once again, old man, uh, data or old man, Noonien Soong or something like that, you know, like Brent Spiner is well, back Brent without Spiner the makeup. Looks right for it. He could do it now. He looks better than scary old Noonien Soong. Like I, I as a little kid that actually, it freaked me out. I thought he looked scary. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like oh, Yoda. It's so, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I hope they don't do is that unless unless they can manage to do it without being cheesy. Plus they also did an enterprise, but again, enterprise doesn't exist. And um, we what I, what I hope is that Maddox is the one really behind this, but in a better way than we are just predicting it. Um, but it would not be the same actor. That actor I guess hasn't acted since like 1997 or something. So I think <clears throat> that's be, okay. They yeah. they can find someone. Yeah, exactly. If they need to. Yeah. yeah. Although no one, no one cares. Uh, no, no, no. We don't care. Oh, some people just, will you know, flip, Someone will who hasn't out, acted but... since Hello, Full House with Kimmy Gibbler, and they brought that actress back oh. for the new show. So just, just be careful what you say there, Tyler. Things can happen. The, the dough, this guy can the, act better the, than the, her. I'll, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, so, but there's a lot of data dump that happens in this mm-hmm. Allison Pill um, kind of Get moment. It. There's a lot data of dump. data dump. <laughs> a lot of data dump. <laughs> so Fractal. Much <laughs> neuronic cloning yeah. and you That's know all kinds for, of like fractal I, neuronic cloning this was our jargony scene where they throw other. words that mean yeah. random things yeah yeah at least there was no but, but, reversing of the polarity yet. <laughs> yet right exactly exactly but i mean you know it, it, it's interesting you know again it was just a kind of a setup for i think this whole road that they're about to walk down mm-hmm. which is when she says 
if they were going to create one, they should have would have had to create two. Mm-hmm. And so he basically says, "Twins, there's another one." Yep. And then we cut to, mm-hmm. "There um, is another Skywalker." <laughs> another. <laughs> which 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 brings us back to they have to deal with lore in some fashion too because there was another data. Too. That could be lore, yeah. not be force. I wonder. There. Who knows? Who knows what that is? <laughs> no, that and again, Maddox. Sorry. <laughs> lore, not before. Anyway, uh, moving on. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do there? I'm hoping, like you said, they keep data firmly planted in the, the realm of dreams, of memory. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let us. And be if there. They, they do that. I think that's the best. Mm-hmm. The best thing for that character. I hope that's where he stays. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. um. Yeah, so we we cut. This is where the the show ends, yeah. and I'm curious to know how we think, how we feel about this. There's a random scene with some random dude, and I'm like, what is happening right Merrick, now? I who did is not... the worst spy who has ever existed? Just walking so in, so obvious. Is he just? Uh, I'm a creepy dude who's gonna make all nice and be the boyfriend, so I can you yes. know do my evil. Th- oh, I have all of this pain that I need to discuss with someone. You wouldn't want to do that, would you? You of fix course I would. Things. Whatever. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway, but I'm excited. I think Harry Treadway. I don't think that's bad acting. I just think it's it's very like Harry Treadway. I actually really have liked him. He's on a lot of good BBC yeah, shows. Yeah, but he but... feels like the the casting uh, director went. Who is like really obviously yeah. Who's evil sinister? and sinister, yeah. and let's just be really on the nose with this casting, and then write him dialogue that's really yeah. on the nose, and it feels like there's actually a visible nudge wink going on right. to the audience I think actively so. as right. he is, is playing We're not supposed role. to question that he is the bad guy. Like it's, there's not, maybe he's actually. why do we need to be a, so obvious in a show yeah. that we, we've, we don't have to be so yeah. lacking in subtlety to get anyway. I, I mean, know. can I, I ask a question? Yes. Is yeah. he, is he related to Nero? <laughs> May, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. Is that his brother? Well, his oh, because Nero now, is from so. this timeline. I guess I don't. I never even thought about that. Like Nero is fully from this timeline. Yes. Mm. Interesting. I never thought I about that. I think he's Nero's brother, or something That's like my that. I guess. Oh, because he did say I we lo- I had a brother that I was very close to who I've lost. Get yep. out! I love this. It better Ooh. be and in my head. Chris's canon, prediction is true. Let's see what as, happens. <laughs> as soon as as soon as he said I have a brother and I lost him, I was like, wait a minute. That what are we doing be, this? That would be cool. because. Then we find out what's actually happening, right? So, uh, but they we don't have a really conversation. know what's happening other than something like, like what the what is happening. Hmm. My guess here, here's my guess. Everybody, I mean, I don't know if we want to finish here, but yeah, you want to give it. me, you want to give me my, you want me to give you my theory? Yeah, do is it. That all right. Okay, so there are these, obviously the synthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been outlawed in the Federation. So where do they go? go to the Romulans, right? And so the Romulans and these synthetics are working together to build build Borg cubes. I don't think this is the only one. I think they're they're rebuilding. This is a wreckage. They're retrofitting it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. What? Yeah, that's true. Reclamation is what they call the the site. It's a reclamation site or whatever. But anyway, either way, they are working together because she's a synthetic. I wonder if she's not even hiding that. Over in, well, maybe, yeah, in maybe she doesn't territory. Really yeah. Um, and she knows so, she has a sister, so like that that tells us more awareness than Dodge had. Right. And so, but the Romulans 
aren't exactly happy with the Federation. The synthetics aren't exactly happy with the Federation. So my guess is, is they're building these things. Mm-hmm. Well, and Romulan to... warbirds. So yeah. Yes. Cool looking ones. I actually liked them. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. they looked good. And we'll see even what's weird again in some of the, the, the previews, we're going to see original series Romulan warbirds flying around, which is interesting too. So it's, it's going to be cool. I, I love good Romulan plots. I, I think they're great. I love the Klingons and all, but they, they couldn't retread Klingon ground with, with discovery We've done the going Klingons so much to death. Yeah. Discovery also has done Klingons. Right. I just don't we had want a lot of Romulans, but I just works. don't want the storyline to tie into Nemesis where, Oh, what do you know? Picard's clone right. actually survived anyway. Oh my gosh. Oh, if, if, uh, what's worst. his name? Uh, if he shows back up, I will be so I will be both intrigued and enraged. I will yell at the TV <laughs> if that happens. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know, but my guess is is they're building a a Borg cube to go attack the Federation, or at least Something that will like be that. used. Yeah. Maybe his intention, the the who I think is Nero's brother, that would be cool. his intention is to take the Borg cube and go attack the Federation. He's going to try and convince her yeah. that that's what she should do. blah 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 blah, for reasons because we do see earlier in the episode the romulans are trying to get her yes yeah i didn't say those are the ones who are masked agents going after them are they are romulan yeah going after soj or whatever her name dodge Dodge. sorry so she they were going after dodge dodge blows up she was being attacked by romulans who of course all beamed away to get to safety so anyway that's my prediction that board cube nero's brother Attack Federation. Right. Let's see if those things happen. I would love it series. if Nero's brother. That I, I genuinely really like that idea. Um, yeah. I. So the the only last last thing that I'm just kind of curious about. What do you what do you think about the title sequence, and the themes that are that are in there? I I. It's certainly a unique uh, title title sequence. You didn't like it? Oh no, yeah, Kate. What do you think? Good. So, visually. I thought it was interesting with what they did with it. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sold at this point on the music. There was, Mm. I I expected actually more, I don't know, callback. I didn't need it to be too strong, but it, it doesn't feel like it fits yet. And maybe it will farther into the season, but right now it was just like, okay, well, it's different. It's doing its own thing. Sure. But it's not really doing anything for me just yet. Um, musically so we'll sure. see where that goes there's no gravitas that's the word that i was that's what i was right. thinking of it seemed a little too flighty for mm-hmm. me but we'll see what happens yeah the music see, i mean the music has been very alive and orchestral it's not as boxed in as some of the the previous star trek shows so i'll give them that but i don't understand how it fits the story right. and i think yeah. that's what yeah. i'm waiting to see but it, I do at least like the visual. The visual is interesting. Is the you know the piece of Picard coming together mm-hmm. at the end? The, the piece of what I think is reality. By the way, there's there's a little bit of he's had to check. We didn't talk about this yet, but he's had to check reality a couple of times, like whether he's dreaming or something like that. Well, and to that, make that point, whenever he mm-hmm. wakes up at home mm-hmm. after Dodge is killed, I had that moment of was that another dream? I mm-hmm. agree. That's, and that I'm was still not when, sure that it's not. Mm-hmm. No, that that was one of my other nitpicks for the show. In fact, I think that there was it was too it was a big of a bit of a leap between her dying and him waking up on the couch. Like it didn't make sense that he was waking up on the couch after being in an explosion on the roof of Starfleet Museum, the archives or whatever it was called. Well, I assume someone ran a tricorder over him and went, "He'll be fine." And then they. I'm sorry. The 94 year old man home. got blown back. Like he broke a hip in all in all of that, but that's fine. It's it's okay. 
Uh, Fair, but but yeah. So I'm still not entirely sure that wasn't her death scene wasn't some kind of dream or right. post concussive blast thing or whatever. I could I could very well see something like that because it was it was a very it was interesting. But anyway, my my thoughts on the on the the titles. I thought um, it was very reminiscent of Insurrection. Um, the the theme uh, it was a, it was light it was lighter. It was I agree that it wasn't gravitas, but I. I've had the theme running through my head um, a little bit. I, I actually it really did not stick for me. It. Yeah, me neither. Uh, um, yeah. The the actual visuals in it, I thought it was they. I thought they were fine. It, it felt very discovery, but more color. Um, uh, like lots of just disparate images uh, that that some of which were in this episode, and some of this I, I think we'll see later. And but I I don't know. I really enjoyed the music, but I'll. We'll see. We'll see if it sticks with me as much as as uh, as anything else. Well, you're wrong, Tyler. So <laughs> that's I, fine. I just, that's fine. I want our listeners to get off on the right foot for the season. Tyler is still wrong Remember, about everything. I'm wrong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, that that brings us to the end of our opening episode on Picard. Like I said, we won't return to it weekly like we normally do, other than maybe a, at a check in. We'll kind of just say, "Hey, what are you thinking about Picard?" Uh, and then we'll definitely talk about it as it wraps up. Um, in I think it'll be ten weeks. So, uh, so Kate, take us away. So you can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, be the captain they remember. Thank you.